You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast, and we're continuing our explosive holiday action series with the sixth installment of the Bond series on Her Majesty's Secret Service. You have no trouble. Me, Fifth Element. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. song starts on her majesty's secret service you notice there's not a song that that that, that has that that they don't do that in this they don't do that in this let's, let's say, damn it i feel like we're jumping the gun again oh man let's, 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 let's yeah. go right into it because that, that is a very valid point yeah, right it's there. weird I, th- I think louis armstrong does the opening song it's not the only time they do that in the bond series there is um oh, what is it uh i think it's uh moonraker I think it's like All Time High is the name of the song. Yeah, well, the thing is, it's like, are you, <laughs> it's going to be really hard to have a song called Moonraker. Like, to have, yeah. you know. <laughs> uh, Octopussy was another one as well. <laughs> but it, it's just bad with, like, with Lethal Weapon. She's a Lethal Weapon. <laughs> you know, like, you just can't do it, man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. And especially on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah, put that one in there. But yeah. I guarantee you there was somebody good. who got paid to try. And I would love to hear their versions of <laughs> you know all they're the, out all there. the rejected versions of Honor Majesty's uh, uh, Secret Service. Who made these 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 first Bond movies? Um, it was Rockleys. And uh, what's the company though? Oh, uh, it was it was usually MGM or uh, United Artists. Yeah. Anyways, somewhere in, in the MGM vault. Yeah. Oh, actually, I remember that. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, that that exists. There's reels of uh, <laughs> of, of, of of like unused Bond songs. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they even attempted with this one. They were like, uh, "Yeah, oh, the title." <laughs> okay. Well, we are talking about Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Uh, we're your host. I'm Brian Elkins. Uh, with us tonight, uh, Mr. Uh, Callen, Jared Callen, Jared Callen, Jared, Jared Callen. That's right. Because never uh, happened to the other guy. <laughs> and this is this is the first uh, Conneryless Bond. The yeah. entire series. It's they got all the way to six, and and I think Connery the, what, was out. Well, I think what I just said wasn't his first line in the movie. It was like this never happened to the other guy. He's making a little joke about Connery right, right at the very yeah. beginning, and he even looks at the audience breaking like, that fourth Whoa. wall. Like, what is he talking about there? What didn't happen? 
He didn't get he didn't, he didn't get attacked uh, on uh, on vacation while trying to save a, a hot girl. Oh, oh, I always took it as a, yeah, it was the girl getting away. Mm. Was what that never, never happened before. Because <laughs> that is the only time that even happens in this movie. Right. Yeah, all the other ladies are like, oh, James Bond. Oh, <laughs> let me take off my clothes and throw my body at you. Even though you're supposed to be a gay man. <laughs> is, was he supposed to be a gay man? Yeah. yeah okay, cool. I'll wait. Here. But yeah, that's, I, I was like, wow. <laughs> Maybe I missed that in some line of dialogue or something. But Yeah. You know, I people always uh, talk about the the plot of this movie, and it's like the, you know, the, they always say it's like the calm, mo- most realistic of the Bond films, the earlier Bond movies. And I think they're just saying that because Blofeld's not actually trying to like take over the world. Well, he's just trying to kill a lot of people in the world. Yeah, but it's still kind in a of, weird way. It's still an impractical like yeah. plot. Like it's, it's it, really. It's... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I've never understood He's... why people said that. <laughs> this one's weird. Because Blofeld's trying to reenact uh, children of men on the world. He's got to make sure that everyone's going to not be able to have any fruit of the loin, so to speak. I'm, I'm going to make you reach across and slap me here. But I, I, I read that someone uh, compared this to uh, the Manchurian Candidate. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can see that with the Explain brainwashing. Explain that to me because I haven't seen that. Well, that's what the Manchurian Candidate's all about. It's about these uh, soldiers, um, and we actually did a podcast episode on that. Oh, I can go back and listen? Yeah, it's these uh, <laughs> soldiers during the Korean War. They get captured, uh, taken to uh, China, hence right. uh, Manchurian Candidate, and uh, they get brainwashed. And they get sent back over, and, uh, you know, they're brainwashed spies. I won't so, so basically the everything that goes on in the movie. So that was the whole thing with all the, like, the weird colors and, you know, the— um... Yeah, it's yeah, weird, like, hypnotizing th- rays and things. Yeah, that, that, yeah that's the, it was real quick. It's, it's yeah. a one scene. Well, no, they do it twice because they, they also do gifts. And there's also this. Uh, well, there's a scene where he's, he's on top of the girl in the bedroom. Yeah, and then the, the first lady the, the, goes the lights, to the light, like, uh The ceiling lights up. And he's like, what the oh, fuck? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's sitting, sitting there just watching her going, oh, okay, this is weird. Yeah, but the one in the Manchurian Candidate is really well done. Because that, the, the guys, they think that are being brainwashed, they actually think they're waiting a storm out. And they're listening to old ladies talk about, like, uh, hydrania plants and how to grow them properly. Hmm. So these soldiers are just sitting up there, like, really bored. And it keeps intercutting back between that and the soldiers, you know, in these, uh, um, I don't know, it's, it's like this uh, lab scenario. Right. Where they're... Showing off this brain, these brainwashed soldiers, and they get one of the soldiers to murder one. And oh, that's cool. Yeah, it, it's a really good movie. Highly and that it. happened before this. That was out before this movie. Yeah, I think that was sixty-two. Oh wow, that's so, cool. Somewhere around there. It's got um, uh, Angela Lansbury in it. You know, the murder she wrote. I haven't seen a lot of the Bond films, especially the older ones, and I was really surprised with how this movie was shot. Like I was like, holy shit, what did they have to go through to shoot a lot of this movie? But but there are small things that I don't I don't like about it. As far as like the uh, the, the opening is kind of cool because it kind of gets us right into action. Yeah, right. That's how all the Bond movies open. Really? Yeah, they all open with an action scene, and then you get the music number. Okay, good. <laughs> it, it's going according to formula. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> anyways, it opens up with really nice action, uh, but there's a lot of weird like uh, exposure issues. I was seeing. Yeah. On the opening, and I, so I was like, "Oh God!" But you know, I was I was digging the compositions, and there's this really great shot of like this, like I guess it's like an anchor 
or like a it looked maybe like a grappling oh, hook yeah. or a chain that he throws at the henchman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there's this shot that, that they cut to it a few times where it's just laying in the sand and yeah. it's like silhouetted. I was like, that is so fucking pretty. And that guy that like <laughs> you think is drowned goes back up yeah. and he picks, he it, picks up it up. Later. Yeah, I know. I was like, wow, this, this looks really good. Yeah, Peter Hunt, the director, um, he actually cut a lot of these earlier Bond films. He cut the first five. Yeah, and then I think he produced the next one and then he did this one. Yeah, and That's he also crazy. did uh, second unit. Um, he was the second unit director on some as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's pre- it's pretty cool, man. Like, yeah. uh, and it's interesting. Like, um, I, I know I've seen the first two, and th- it's not like this. So this this one feels like it's it's interesting that he was the editor, but this has a different feel. Yeah. Well, he does really good. Like, uh, well, he establishes like if he's gonna um, have a shot and he's gonna cut back to something where a prop's gonna be used, he'll establish the shot before the action shot. You know. Um, so like that anchor shot. We'll, we'll, he'll establish that on the beach, and we'll see the waves hitting and the anchor, right. and Bond's off in the background fighting the guy. So it's already part of the world. Yeah, and he's running up, and, it, and you can see the shot. I think like two or three more times yeah, in that yeah. sequence before the guy picks. That's it cool up though. Off it the like beach. like it makes it real. It makes it. It's not like it's oh I I found an anchor. You yeah. know. Yeah. No, that's cool. I, I love that. Something they you know I, I don't know I, I don't feel like we do that in, in modern action cinema a lot. I feel like now it's a lot more uh, handheld. Um, very tight. Grab very... a book off the shelf, whip somebody's ass with it. Yeah. yeah. yeah a lot of handheld stuff. With the uh, invention of the easy rig, uh, it's a little easier to go handheld all yeah. day long with really big cameras. There's still there's still some cool handheld stuff, even in the beginning of this movie, like when they're in like in the water and the beach and that opening scene. That was really cool. Yeah, yeah. man. He's just he's just kicking ass. I like which how is that, great. I like how James Bond's like so powerful. The guys on the beach, the henchman, and he like punches him, and like somehow. They go out into the water, and the next shot, <laughs> they're just like waist deep. <laughs> and like well, the uh, tide was coming in, Brian. <laughs> Peter Hunt's just like, hey, you know what? Fuck continuity. We're going in for just. Oh the hits, man. man, you know I, I noticed that a lot with the lighting. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. Though, like they, we only had two days. Um, well, not even on just that scene, but like, um, you know how many days they were on the beach? Yeah. Right. It was well. It was in the, it's in the audio commentary. <laughs> okay, I really love the opening of this movie. I need to watch it with the commentary. Yeah, and the, the opening of this film is one of my one of my favorite Bond opens. Man, Amazon should offer commentary tracks if if you're going to pay 15 bucks for an old movie. I know they should. <laughs> they, and they'd be really cool to be able to turn that. They could do that. They they could make it where you could turn that on. Yeah, that was something I loved about Filmstruck. They had those little special features yeah. on there. That was cool. Oh, Filmstruck. Yeah, it's gone now. I was trying to give it a moment of rest, but you weren't going to, like, a, a brief pause. Here we go. There we go. Okay, film struck. Now let's sip on our <laughs> vodka martinis that we're having. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, we, uh, you know, and they're actually pretty tasty. Uh, so we're drinking vodka martinis with, with nice olives. You made them, dude. You did a good job. Hey, I'm not trying to float my own boat, but I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> it's pretty damn tasty. And I, I really think it's that uh, vermouth you got. It's really nice. The olives are good, too. You got damn good olives. Like I said, anytime you make a martini, the olives should be so good that it's a treat when you get there. It is good. I, I I'm went, not a not a martini guy. But. When uh, uh, recently I went uh, and I had to get my uh, iPhone glass uh, repaired. It was very expensive. But next to it was this like really expensive. Next to the Apple store was this really expensive restaurant. So I was like, "Fuck! I'll go sit down at the bar while they fix my glass uh, my, uh, on my screen." And I got a martini, and they did uh, olives. With cream uh, cream cheese filled with a little bitty slice of jalapeno in there. And it was so fucking good. Oh, my God, bro. What? I don't think we've ever brought up. Why don't you tell our listeners what a martini 
in the film world is and what an olive and a one olive is. <laughs> I don't know the olive. Oh, it's just a, it's a, it's a take. You do a martini and it's like a uh, so martini's your last shot. Yeah, yeah, it's the last shot of the day. It's like, all right, everybody, yeah. this is our martini. Yeah. And it's never the martini. Yeah. Whenever someone calls it, wait, wait, it, and it's actually the end of the day and everybody's dead and they're walking over to the AD and they're like, is this a martini? <laughs> and you're like, yeah, yeah, it's coming up. It's coming up. Okay, yeah. okay. And, they, and then, then they go around and spare by, all right, man, the, the martini's coming up. Fuck yeah, man. Fuck yeah, man. Thanks. And then they go back and it's like, all right, all right, this is the martini shot. I was really good. I was really good. Let's punch him for the mother daughter. Fuck, you just said it was a martini shot. <laughs> I, I forget what it is when a martini is not really the martini. Uh, I, I it's called an angry crew. <laughs> <laughs> that there is an actual name it's, for it. It's kind of like if you get your hopes up for something, you know, you Nobody really ever, want yeah, to happen. And the only innate thing that, that, that that's, you know, hopes is a really big thing, especially in your body. Because, you know, if you, you ever, like, you know, you got to go to the bathroom really badly. What? And then, you know, and then, and then you're like, you know, your body starts to do the countdown. But you get there and the door's locked and you can't get in, you know. You that's the, the way... That's the way it feels at the end of a 16-hour day when someone calls the martini and you're like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I'm already, like, wrapping lights and shit and all that. We're like, no, 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 no. Let's, let's get a turnaround on this. What? <laughs> Everything comes back out. <sighs> yes. Yeah, it happens. But anyways, uh, all that to say, uh, we're having really nice martinis. Yeah. And look, we uh, we made it relevant, too. Yeah. Look at that. Wow. And, and, it's, and it's topic related yeah. to the film. I mean, dude, I'm telling you. Look, bro. Triple threat here. <laughs> I think I made the next one during the break. I'm, I might put three olives in it because two olives, like I said, I feel like I just want more olives. Uh, I don't know if we see him drink a martini in this, do we? E- even oh. when he's playing uh, b- the, the Baccarat and all that? Yeah, I don't think you do. I don't do. think you see him drink anything. I love that casino set, bro. When oh, man, yeah. Yeah, this is super purple. Dude, this, this, the, God, set, sexy, the set dude. design on all of this is really good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, holy shit, man. Like, they... they Acting like they got some money. Yeah, well, that's it, fucking old school uh, Pinewood dudes, man. I mean, this is, uh, I think Peter Lamont is the um, uh, set dresser. Oh, my God, dude. He's done, he did, like, Aliens. And um, and then Sid Kane uh, was the actual production designer. He came in from Dr. No. So, I mean, the, the Broccoli's, um, and I forget the Schwartzman. Um, I think it's Harry or is it Henry? Whatever that producer's name was. Yeah, the, these two guys, they, they kept things kind of in the family. Right. Even John Glenn, the guy that was the editor in the second unit, um, yeah. director on this, he Astronaut. went on. Yeah. <laughs> no, not, this, he went on to become a Bond director. Not go out to space. <laughs> Which was also, I guess, that was the same year this movie came out, 1969. 1969, yeah. We went to space. Well, we didn't really go to space, but because, you know, there's like that, like, ast- that, there's like a radiation belt that would, like, melt your skin if you went through it, apparently. Oh. Yeah. It was a hoax, Brian. Yeah, I, I saw that. It was like a, a when we did two thousand one. Somebody, somebody put that on our <laughs> Facebook page along with some flat Earth yeah, uh, yeah. garbage. <sighs> I don't even know what to say about that. Please don't believe that. <laughs> Please, because it makes me think you're stupid. So don't believe that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, again, like we're talking about the budget. Um, the, the, it did have an eight million dollar budget. That's now, a lot in nineteen sixty nine. Exactly. That's a shit ton. Um, put it in perspective, the movie made $22 million. If it came out today, that would have been $146 million. Why didn't he get another one? If Timothy Dalton got two, why didn't this guy get two? It's not fair. I know he walked away, and they say, and like, you know. He said his agent said no. Because he was getting other offers for other movies and stuff yeah. like that. Bro, always do the double tap. 
just telling you. Bond producers don't fuck around, bro. Like, if, if they get something from your agent that says you're out or something, they're like, fine, fuck you. His attitude was reported on the set as he was a little arrogant. George Lazenby was. Lazenby, Lazenby, however you want to pronounce it. Yeah, I can see that. I can see him being a cocksucker. <laughs> we had, we, sorry, guys. We, we, we had a discussion <laughs> earlier whether or not the words that are, that are able that, that, that you can say on a podcast, and, and I knew that I was going to throw that in there somewhere. <laughs> you can still say cocksucker. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure somebody out there would be like, oh, I can't believe it's a cocksucker. Oh, like I said it again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doubly offended. Hmm. Mm, uh, did you, did you, the only problem I've got with, with Lazenby, and I don't know if it's because they were doing so much ADR. Now, was that because they were trying to fix his performance? Or was it, you know what I mean? Because there was a lot of like really noticeable ADR. Well, when he's trying to do the accent, that's not him. That's a different actor. What? Yeah. Wait, what do you mean? He, what do you mean when he was like in going in disguise playing Hillary? Yeah, when he when he's like, "Call me Hilly." Yeah, <laughs> that's actually that's a different actor. They overdubbed him. That's not Why? even his voice. I because uh, he was terrible. He could, yeah, I don't think he could pull the accent off. Wow. I mean, he was an Aussie, so I mean, he's from he's from Australia, you know, and he's doing, you know, it's not a bad British. Let me show you how to get how do I get to an Australian accent. You ready? Is it going to be shrimp on a Barbie? Please don't do that. No, one. no, no, no. Size of a tangerine. Oh, yeah, you've done that. Yeah. <laughs> you've done that before. Gotta get you right there. <laughs> Size of a tangerine. Size of a tangerine. I can't. <laughs> That's your thing. Uh, but um, I thought he I thought he was doing pretty good. And I'm like, yeah, some scenes he falls in and he's like, wow, man, yeah. I, like, I, I, could, I, I see him as Bond, you know? He's not Sean Connery, dude. I have a hard time getting <laughs> over, you know? Um, not that I even saw these in, in order, but... Yeah, he's not Sean Connery. And there's a continuity here that's also really like misplaced because, you know, all the five other Bond movies, there were Sean Connery. You get to this movie, I mean, spoiler alert, obviously, but this is a huge moment in the franchise because Bond gets married and all these other films, he just dumps the woman. You don't yeah. know what happens to the other Bond girls when the movies are over. And not, new chick, he marries this girl. She gets killed at the end of the film. The way this movie ends is like, I was like, whoa. He should have been back for the next movie. Yeah, dude. He really there should have been a story arc here. Really, really, really should have. Does the, does the next one not, does like Diamonds Are Forever, does it not start with, oh, my, my wife was dead? Well, no, it starts. Uh, uh, how am I 20 years older? It's, uh, <laughs> it's Sean Connery coming back. And he is going around, like the movie starts off with like him beating up henchmen, trying to work his way up to Blofeld. And in the very opening credits, he finally gets is a Kojak hold of... back in that one? No, it's a different guy. They went, they changed to him again? Yeah. I guess they had to even it back out because Donald Pleasance, right? Before. It's different, different Blofeld, yeah. Every, and then, you know, and then, like, you know, because that made sense because he was, like, age-appropriate for Sean Connery. Yeah. And so sense. that made sense why they changed this one because he needed to be uh, more athletic. He needed to be able to get on fucking skis for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, Blofeld does take a very henchman role in yeah. this as opposed to the head villain. Yeah. Hey, he's that's, he's, that's he's very, very true. He's very active in the let's 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 kill him. Yeah, that is yeah. true. Like you would expect it from the bobsled scene because he's running yeah. away the bad guy layer. The bobsled scene doesn't make any sense, Brian. Here's the deal. What do you? Well, no, it makes sense. I mean, he's 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 fleeing. I got it. Oh, okay. Well, but well, what I'm saying sense. is, you don't have to like. You could have just like waited until it like ended, and then like got out and then shot him instead of having the whole like car chase. That's not exciting, Jared. I know, but I, but I will say, like, holy shit, was that cool? Yeah, the bob, yeah, that is all, yeah it's all the skiing and fucking bobsled stuff in yeah. this movie. That's 
fucking the reason why I mean, you watch this movie. I, I know that it probably blew people's screen. minds back then, but like the uh, the composites really jump out, and it kind of takes me out of it. But when they do intercut stunt doubles in in real locations, it looks so freaking good. Yeah, like I just can't believe how some of the cinematography in this movie just looks amazing. It just really it. I watched the HD cut of it, and I was like, wow, man, all these close ups and and like any of the stuff in the snow. It, it th- there's a scene during the avalanche scene where uh, everything's falling down, and I'm like, how the fuck did they do that? How- they shot a fucking avalanche. They they actually started an avalanche. They sh- and had people skiing in front of it. No, no, no. The people uh, that was the composite. That's a really good composite. Yeah, the, the, the like, composites aren't bad because they they shot the uh, snow stuff and they kind of like took that and put it over top of the film and just you, you can kind of tell on some of the yeah, shots. Yeah, sometimes I, a, I can see it, but like there was shot one the shot where I saw it and I was side. like, how the fuck did they do that shot? I was like, that was really clean and really good. Yeah, it's like the beginning of the um, you know them running from the avalanche. Yeah, no, dude, some of the mat work in here is is pretty good. Like, there's even a shot where uh, there's this uh, like Bond has a little buddy. That is like, you know, his little buddy spy. The plane, the plane. <laughs> that little buddy? <laughs> the, little, the blonde guy. It's like he gets caught when he's trying to come oh, up the mountain the, yeah, and everything. He, well, yeah, he's just like, he's his helper. He has, yeah. he has a, you know. Well, he only has a helper in this movie. He's got, like, Felix Leiter shows up in the other series, but he never really has, like, a, well, I guess there's Quarrel and in uh, Dr. No. Okay, okay, there's some. I'll give you that. Okay, maybe there's some. But anyway, this guy ends up dead, and there's a really great mat, mat shot with him, like, um, uh, just hanging. Off the side of a mountain. I don't remember seeing that. Wow. Um, it's when uh, Bond's getting ready to get captured. And they're going to throw him in that uh, the room with the uh, cable car uh, winch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he looks out the window, and he sees his buddy, and he's, he's just dangling there off the side of the mountain. Well, that, that was a match shot. And, I, man, I got, I got this great, great book on all the artwork and the production design. And, dude, I didn't realize this at the time. This blew my mind. They shot this anamorphic. When the guy was painting the mat shot on the glass, he had to paint it squeezed. Whoa. How the fuck do you do that? Think about that shit. Okay, if you, so if you don't know what Brian's talking about, anamorphic lenses are native, that really wide aspect ratio, the 2351 aspect ratio. Yeah. But they're actually shot in a 4x3, kind of a square, and it squeezes the left to right, the horizontals there. But it squeezes the left to right in, so it's kind of like, you know, if you're playing with the zoom function on your remote and, and you can move things around, it kind of does that, but it, it squeezes the entire thing down to a 4x3 image, and he's showing me one right now. That's what the guy actually painted. That's that's the uh, stretched out compo- composite on the badass, glass. dude. Dude, is that not incredible? That blew my mind. Yeah, the composite doesn't look very good in this book. But. Well, well, it's not finished. <laughs> it's still missing the hole, dude. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, no, I'm looking right here. Oh, okay. Well, the color doesn't match. I know. Come on, what do you want to do? <laughs> I'm, I'm looking for Raiders of the Lost Ark here. <laughs> I mean, but still, I mean, he painted no, that. No, man, that up. anamorphic. Wow, dude, that's amazing. Yeah. What's this dude's name? Because he deserves a. Uh, he deserves, look, look, they even abbreviate O H M S S. Because that, that, the name yeah, of this movie is really fucking long. Yeah. It doesn't really roll off the tongue. Honor, well, I guess it does. Honor Majesty's Secret it's Service all about is this not one bad movie? to say. Well, no, it's the whole I was about Bond to say, series. Damn, Brian. No, no. <laughs> you're like, you remember the, the what's what's the uh, encyclopedia? It's, it's the Encyclopedia Britannica they used to sell back when we were kids. They oh, go around yeah. and sell that around. You've got an encyclopedia, encyclopedia Britannica for every uh, Bond movie that's like as thick as one of those. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. <laughs> 
You know, uh, and speaking of books, I I, uh, I was talking to somebody about our podcast today, and they're like, "Oh, so it's like a book? It's like a book club about movies where we get together and talk about it?" Like, uh, you know. Oh my <laughs> and gosh. so I was like, I was okay, like, I was I like, guess. yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> Maybe I was like, oh damn. Suck all the nerd cred right up out of this thing and just give us chick hour here, man. Come on, damn, bro. Fucking welcome, welcome to our book club. I all mean, right. our movie club. I'm Diane Keaton. Uh, you be Jane Fonda. Hell yeah, I'll be. No, no, no. I can't be Hanoi Jane. It's not happening. Oh man, come on, we can do it, bro. All right. Way to just deflate everything there. there... No, I didn't deflate it. I thought it was funny. <laughs> there, go- there goes my ego, though. Well, you know. I, I had to I had to grapple with it for a second, but then I was like, "Well, yeah, technically, but we're way cooler than that." <laughs> this is not your mom's book club. <laughs> we're not talking about romance novels, but we are drinking and talking about movies. <laughs> movies we love. Damn it! We even usually have wine too. Shit! Hey, man, we're drinking Bond wine. <laughs> That's true. It's you can start your car with it later. Um, what I found interesting about this movie um, is that how many times does Bond have like a loving relationship that doesn't happen again until we get into like daniel craig later right because it seems like all yeah. the other ones i've seen it's just more like he's going around fucking murking motherfuckers and like you know he's got gadgets and shit and well i mean there's always a bond girl there's always a chick that you know for that film that he falls yeah, in love but with. he's not like i want to marry you girl no no this is the only one he's and he has a weird like like scene where he's like no we're gonna wait we're gonna wait till we, that, that's something that's gonna happen when we're married like he's he's acting like he's gonna be celibate when they're in the barn that yeah. ha- that for some reason has a bed. No man, it was a, it was a hey. Uh, it looked just like a bed. It was. <laughs> <laughs> but at the, I know at the yeah. end, at the end of that scene, he takes that pitchfork, and I was thinking, oh, he's about to kill her. And what? then like, <laughs> <laughs> you've been watching <laughs> those Halloween movies. No, no, I was like, I was like, oh, he knows that she's like turned on him or something. He's gonna like hold her down and be like, I know that you've been talking to Blowfield. What the fuck? <laughs> um, but no, and he like rolls her down. And he's like, it's not New Year's yet. And I'm like, that's my man because I knew I, I was like. Bond can't go out as a pussy being like, no, we're not fucking tonight. We got to wait till, you know, after he'd already like fucked every girl back in that place. Yeah. Yeah. In the middle of his, his nice <laughs> romance love story. He's also like, hey, well, you know, now that we're in the Swiss Alps, baby, what stays here? You know, what happens here stays here. It's all good. Don't worry about it. I mean, Bond, he has always been kind of a, a skeezy character. No, man, that's cool. You know, that, that's him. He's a slut. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, <laughs> he's definitely a man. I, I, it's weird because as a kid, my, my I remember my dad telling me that, like you know, that James <laughs> James Bond is a slut. <laughs> Come here, let me sit you down. On my like, lap. I gotta tell you something. Let me tell you something about James Bond. <laughs> James, James Bond. It's a damn male gigolo, son. <laughs> and uh, you know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what else your dad would tell you outside of that. He's like, <laughs> he's a man whore. He's, that's, he's, that's he's, he's like, well, I just want you to understand what you're watching. <laughs> we don't treat women that way. <laughs> don't let your mom know you're watching this movie. Because uh, James Bond does uh, smack the shit out of his fiance. Dude, he snipes the shit out of her at the beginning. And I think her, her dad knocks her out at the end of the movie. Yeah. Does he not? Like, he knocks her out and he goes, he's like, spoil the, he's like, spare the rod, spoil the, spoil the child or whatever. <laughs> yes, that's exactly like, I was like, holy said. shit, he just knocked the shit out of her. He's like, yep, I've been sparing that rod. All for this moment right here. <laughs> Quick headbutt her with this gun. <laughs> It's like, damn, dude. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you should just give her a little spanking every now and again. But uh, I'm taking that over the gun. <laughs> that when when Bond slaps her at the beginning, it's it's that that foley slap is like 
it, it's really bad. And it kind of took me out of it and made me laugh at it for a second. But then I, but then I thought, damn, he just hit her. <laughs> yeah, they, they do play up some of the sound effects, though. I like it in this movie. I mean, it's played up a lot more than the other films because there's uh, even the scene when they uh, bring him to, like, uh, Tracy's dad, the big crime syndicate. Uh, what's his name? Draco. Oh, is and, that where he offers him a million dollars to to date it to marry eggs. his daughter? Yes. Oh my gosh! <laughs> hold up, hold up. We'll get there. We'll get there. But like when he when he takes out all those uh, henchmen right there, yeah, right at the door, he's like hitting oh, with like that. TNT dynamite. It's like oh yeah, dude. If, uh, some of the uh, some of the like the the coverage on that doesn't match because of the way he's punching. Because like in the close ups, he's kind of punching forward towards the camera, but then when it cuts wider, he's actually doing these big like Mike Tyson punch out like uppercuts. Like coming up, like knocking motherfuckers out. In oh, that I think scene. those are supposed to be different, different hits. Are they? Yeah, I think, dude, they're jump cutting these and all the action scenes, okay. and I think that's what they're doing. I think they're just doing hit, 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 hit. But like, but like, but when that, it does that, look weird to a modern audience because yeah. we're used to continuity in action. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, because I was like, oh, it was a little jarring to me. Yeah, but like how that ends, where he like rolls up in the office and he's got his like throwing knife out and he's like down in like in, in like you know low position, like like he's crouched. Like he's about to take that motherfucker out. And he like, he throws it, he hits, he hits like uh, 14, which is on like a Wednesday. He's like, today's the 13th. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I'm a superstitious man. <laughs> an unlucky number. Yeah. Don't you know anything? <laughs> I love that, man. Yeah. We didn't really talk about Telly Savalas. Telly Savalas, that's... Um, Blofeld. That's Kojak. <laughs> Who loves you, baby? <laughs> but what did you think of him as Blofeld? Um, having not really seen... But he, uh, he he originated in two, and then five. Was he in one beside two and five? Uh, well, I mean, really, the only one you see him is the one before this is uh, You Only Live Twice, Donald Pleasance. Right. The rest of the time, you just see the, the white cat in the hand. Yeah. And there's a, there, there, you know, there's a guy I'll playing the boy. I'll get you, Gadget. Exactly. Yeah. That's where Inspector Gadget comes I'll from. get you, Gadget. So it's more like that, isn't it? <laughs> Damn it, we need Benson here. Benson does is the best Dr. Claw. Um, yeah, um, I don't really know, because I hadn't seen the one before this one. But I will say that I, I think he did a good job, because <laughs> I don't really know. What, oh, do, you, what oh, do you think about him as, as you know, Blowfield? I th- I th- he's all right. He comes across as a little strong. They talk about how it's weird. He has ears. Did he not originally have ears? Oh, oh no, he, he doesn't have earlobes. That's he, what it is. He's he, lacking earlobes in the movie. It's his uh, family trait. What do you mean? I, I got to see it now because I, I was I, I was sitting there looking at him. I was like, well, I guess did he have plastic surgery ears put on or something? I was confused because you know this this is your earlobe. So the little the little the little, little meat, bit yeah, at the, little the bottom meat where girls oh. put the oh, I guess guys too. Oh, yeah, well, that, that's not be sexist. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Um, but like, what do you? Can you pull up a picture? I'm sorry. So the actual guy doesn't have earlobes? Oh, no. I, th- I think Telly Savalas has Or did they, like, ear you lobes. know, green screen them out or blue screen probably back then? I mean, yeah, he looks like he has earlobes. That's there. what I was thinking the whole movie. Where's the damn still image? Where's the damn image? How many times has Kevin Smith seen Infinity War? <laughs> yeah, it hmm. looks like they tucked him a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I can see how they tucked I, him a little bit. I see what I see what they're doing there, but like, wow, what an interesting little. <laughs> well, his family doesn't have earlobes. Well, they actually kept this one, uh, you know, fairly close to the novel, uh, right? Yeah, because Ian Fleming wrote he, this one. Yeah, why was he Doctor. wanting to know his like genealogy so badly? That's never explained. 
It I, wasn't that kind of weird. Didn't it seem that was a weird plot to get Bond to the Alps? Like, well, wh- I mean, that's not why they were, why they're was going he... to stop Blofeld well, I to get, begin with. I'm saying, but his cover of going there, like, why? Why was that guy going to? to I don't why, know. Why was this like genealogy? professional i mean really when you think about what blofeld wants in this movie it's not really that much he just wants to be forgiven for all his past crimes and he wants to be recognized as a count <laughs> that's what that's what his fucking demands are yeah and if you don't do it he's going to release a virus that makes every male uh or and plant and every animal actually uh, right. sterile. oh and this brings us all the way back around and the way he's going to spread it is through a giant atomizer and that's what i was telling you earlier that you used to use that you put uh vermouth in to make a perfect martini Boom! Oh my gosh! <laughs> That's right. And brainwashed women take out the the atomizer that, yeah. that has the vi- virus in it. And yeah, that's how they're going to. So, and here's here's my question: If I if if you gave me a giant <sighs> perfume bottle, an atomizer, as it were, I like how they use the actual name of that thing. If you gave me a giant perfume bottle about the size of a fucking shaving cream can, <laughs> right? Yeah, it seemed like it had a lot of virus. <laughs> yeah, in it. yeah. It was like, all right. So here here's my question: I'm supposed to go spray this somewhere, right? How does this yeah. not get on me? <laughs> How does this not kill me? Oh, no. It's supposed to make everything sterile. So, like, I would assume that once the virus is out in the world, it's out in the world. Like, how do you stop a virus? Like, once it spreads all over the world. Right. I don't know. I have to watch Contagion again. Yeah, everything's dead, man. Well, <sighs> I guess yeah, you do have mutations and things like that, and there's evolution and things like that. But, yes, right. the world's population would take a massive hit. We'd have to talk to uh, it would be children Magic Johnson. Men. How do you survive? <laughs> Funny stuff. Yeah. Uh, what are you going to do? I watch the trailer, bro. All right, all right. <laughs> and here's the trailer for our Honor Majesty's Secret Service. We'll be back. An avalanche of action. Bigger. Better. Different. It's got to be when he's around. Vistas of sweeping splendor. Different. It must be so if he's in the picture. Fabulous beauties. All of them dolls. Every one different. They've got to be when he's around. My name's Bond. James Bond. The new Bond. Suppose I were to kill you for a thrill. The different 007. George Lazenby. The different bond from the same stable. Diana Rake as the Comtessa, the different Bond woman. This one's got class and style. The villains with a difference. Telly Savalas as Blofeld, a new destructive force. With a difference, if my demands are not met, I shall proceed with the systematic extinction of whole species of cereals and livestock all over the world. 
Gabriel Fazzetti as Draco, a tough mafia daddy with a problem child. Papa, where's James? Don't worry, you'll join us soon. But we can't leave him. He doesn't need your help. I will not go without you. You'll have to. On the day you marry her, I'll give you a personal dowry of one million pounds. Oh, oh. 007 times more exciting than your wildest dreams. The creative skills of the cinema's master filmmakers. We've hit the rush hour. If you think you know your Bond, think again. This one's different. This one's got heart. I love you. I know I'll never find another girl like you. Will you marry me? Time enough for life to unfold. All the things love has in store. We have all the love. If that's all we have, you will find we need nothing more. All the time in the world. That should have probably been the title of this movie. No, what? Really? Yeah. You think so? It sounds like a Bond movie title. Yeah, I guess they do have all the clocks and the hourglasses in the uh, in the open. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> that was the trailer for On Her Majesty's Secret Service. That's right. The sixth Bond film. Yeah. From 1969. Who has a six in the title? That's right. And, and, and 69. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back from the trailer, and while, uh, while the trailer was playing, uh, we made some uh, gin martinis now. So we just went through. What did you think of the, uh, the vodka martini? It was good. I liked it. Yeah? So now, 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 now taste the gin. <laughs> we made dirty gin martinis. All right, I like the dirty better. The dirty makes it. It's kind of like training wheels with with like if you're drinking. Uh, that that was just the juice. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 like when you uh, like training wheels when you're drinking uh, shots of tequila. You do like salt and lime. When you're doing training wheels on a uh, on a martini, you put a little bit of olive juice in there. But here, but what what really helps this and what makes this really good is you got really good olives, man, and really good vermouth. Yeah, the gin though. Uh, you know, I think I want, I want to uh, see if I'd you like get, to try a, a dirty vodka. Yeah, martini. dirty vodka martini is really good too. I think that's where I would go. Yeah, but if you get that blue sapphire gin, ooh, it's good. It's kind of got some lemongrassy kind of shit going on in it. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Not not a big fan of gin. Yeah, it's 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 an acquired taste. I'm not a liquor drinker. More of a more of a beer and wine kind of drinker. You know. Now that we went into that. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody wants to know what we're drinking on. But, you know, hey, you, you did make a great martini, though. Thank you, sir. Yeah, man, no problem. Uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're a damn fine bartender. Yeah. Wait till those panties come off later. <laughs> Just a tip. Yeah, well, we can play that game if you want. <laughs> Ooh, it is good. It is tasty. All right, man, look. All right, give it to me, Brian. Dude, we got, we got to talk about one thing. It's always bothered me ever since I was a child. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, um, you saw this movie as a kid? Well, I don't want to say child, child. I've, uh, I've, 
It was like a, around 11. Oh, wow. It wasn't one of the first Bond films I saw. Um, when I got into Bond, I think uh, A View to a Kill was the one that was playing on... It was the ABC movie of the week. That was the new one that was on TV at the time. Who was the Bond then? Uh, that's Roger Moore's oh, last a, one. Roger Moore. Yeah, and I think Timothy Dalton's um, uh, License to Kill. I remember that being in the theater uh, when Batman, you know, and I was a Bond fan then. You know, dude, George Lazenby. I guess Lazenby. Lazenby. <laughs> Lazenby, Lazenby. He is on Twitter, and he's active. So... Um, yeah, just just you know, I, I was wasn't really wasn't really into his bond as as a kid, and I guess the real reason for it was you know I I I, I, I dude I don't like the gun barrel sequence. I don't like even where he shoots down the gun barrel. Okay, yeah, every Bond movie I guess we haven't talked about it. It opens up with the little dots going across the screen. Yeah, and then a gun barrel comes up. Well, that's what it's supposed to be. Some yeah, people you, don't realize you, it. You're shooting down the the barrel of a gun. Exactly. With the riflings and all that. Yeah, and uh, James Bond walks do out. Do they always get down on their knee like that? No. I don't like how he gets down he on his knee. He's the only one that does it, and it yeah. looks fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it's silly. I don't I don't I like how it. he went down on his knee. Don't like it. I think he was just trying to separate himself. Yeah. Like, oh, look, we're different. No, that's what he was doing. And there's a, there's a great documentary on um, Hulu called Becoming Bond. Where they even like uh, made fun of like his different uh, things that he did to purposely fuck up afterwards, like turn around and look the opposite direction, and the assistant director was like, uh, "George, do you know which way the uh, camera is? You're, you're facing the wrong direction, love." You know, I need to like see that. this. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a pretty funny. I highly recommend that if you're a Bond fanatic and you haven't seen it yet. Sign up for the free trial of Hulu at least because <laughs> it's it's a Hulu original. That's the only way you can watch it. Damn you, Hulu. Yeah. But I don't know, man. Just um, – I, I guess we didn't finish the conversation really, you know, like uh, Diamond, Diamonds Are Forever, the next one. Yeah. That's Sean Connery. And, you know, this this whole, like, revenge you want to get for Blofeld for killing Tracy in this movie. Because in this film, he falls in love with Tracy. You want him to get revenge, and that, that's just never really – Yeah. Is it really carried through in the next movie? And this movie just kind of – it just feels like it's just – a one-off? Yeah, it's out there. It, it carries significant weight, but it's just kind of out there. And this James Bond is really, until Daniel Craig showed up in Casino Royale, right? He stands out as very just kind of a little rough and unrefined, right? But He's there's a little suaveness. Yeah, but he has some really good moments, like at the end when um, when Tracy dies. Tracy, right? Yeah, yeah. When she yeah, dies, I think he, I think he does a, rig. I think he does a good job with that scene. He kind of ducks his face a little bit or whatever. Like, they don't really punch in. But, like, I felt something there. I thought that was really strong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah you know, it's yeah, just, he, has, he has some good moments, you know? He does. I mean, he, he, I mean, he looks good. He, look, he looks great in those tuxes. Yeah. Uh, he looks great in the suits. Um, they, they, they light around his mole and his face like they do with Christian Bale. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they're like, oh, well, I was going to put that in shadow. He's got a damn good chin. He does. He's got a good haircut in this movie. It's very much the Sean well, Connery haircut. Well, no, apparently when he went to uh, the audition, he went and got the Sean yes. Connery suit, the Sean Connery haircut, and all that. So he was, you know, proving to everybody he was going to be a team player. Yeah. I'm, we, we're, okay, we, I guess we, we already talked about the, the open with him uh, following uh, Diana Riggs, who's Tracy, plays the Tracy character. He goes out to her. Follows her out on the beach. There is one thing I wanted to mention here. Was, what is she trying to do there? Kill herself by ocean? Yeah. Does that work? Doesn't <laughs> it just push you back onto the shore? 
I don't know. I, I was kind of like under the assumption that she was like really drunk. Okay. And she was just out driving around and she's kind of suicidal. Because there's, there's a whole exposition scene where Bond finally meets her dad. Who is yeah. like a, a crime lord. <laughs> yeah, he's like a mafia boss. Yeah, he's, he's the biggest crime syndicate in Europe, right? Yeah. Isn't that what they said? He's got a great mustache. <laughs> he does. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's some exposition dropped where like she was married and the guy she was married to was cheating on her. And he got into a car accident with his mistress. Yeah. And for some reason, that makes her suicidal? I think she would be kind of happy. She'd be like, well, fuck him. He was... Have you ever been in love, Brian? He was a dick. <laughs> you can even love a dick, Brian. I bet you could. Yeah, I don't know if I'd be suicidal, though. Yeah, like, no. may- Maybe crying a tear, Jared. Uh, you know, like... They had to give her a reason to be saved. Yeah, it just kind of comes out of nowhere. Yeah. In this movie, the first time you see it, it is a little confusing with the henchmen just kind of popping up. Yeah, because it, it is, it, you know, but yet again... Start late, finish early. You know, something's already happened. But yeah, you're right. They just kind of pop into frame. Like, ah, here we are. It's for a long time, dude. It's like 22 minutes before you get an exposition <laughs> like dump in the movie. It's like, dude, what the fuck is going on? Who the fuck are these guys? Right. Why are they fucking following Bond? Why do they care about him? Does this have to do with this woman or not? Of course it does. Yeah, of course it does. But it, you know, it, it's good cons- consistent screenwriting. But you don't know that when you're watching it. Apparently there's a rule in every Bond film. The uh, the first woman he sleeps with always dies. So that, that should have been a, a cue that she was going to die. I don't know if that rule was 100% established. I mean, I guess it was for Goldfinger. Right. Because I think that's the one everyone thinks about. Because, you know, he goes and he, he has sex with uh, Goldfinger's assistant. He comes back to the room and she's painted in gold. That's, <laughs> that's like a really iconic <laughs> image. Everybody remembers that. Yeah. Yeah. How can you not? I, I, well, another thing on this film I thought was kind of like interesting and, and somewhat tragic is like his, his scene with Money Penny. Oh, dude, I love I love that scene. Are you talking about the resignation scene? Yeah, and then and then like you know he's she's always after him, you know, and then so they they had that really great moment where he goes in, throws the hat, and she kind of saves his, you know, thank you. What would I do without you and all that, you know? And, oh yeah. And he kisses her and all that kind of stuff, and she's like, oh, she gets a little, she gets a little tingle down there, you know. She's like, oh man, oh James. And then at the end, when he marries that other girl, she's standing there just like, I, dude, I got, I got feels right there, too. Oh, yeah. He, and he throws his fucking hat at her. Like, I was like, bro, don't you see what? <laughs> it's not fair. Yeah, you know, Money Penny is, she just put herself in that damn sister, maybe slash weird mother role for Bond. She just, yeah. she messed up, you know? She wants some James, though, you know? She, well, then, and, I mean, does she? No, she does, man. She's does totally, she, really? she was totally feeling it. And then at the end, like uh, uh, the she guy wants comes to up, take James home and bake for him, bro. And, and then she's like, "Oh, I always cry at weddings." She's covering it up, man. She was truly heartbroken that that James. I mean, she's the probably the one that called, um, you know, Fraulein down there to like say they're going down the they're going down the mountain pass. <laughs> 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 she dropped the intel because Money Penny could do that. Quick, take out his wife. <laughs> Leave Bond alive. Don't hurt him. We want him alive, okay? Yeah. I also like how he's just like, he, he, he doesn't even think when, when, when they go by and they shoot, he doesn't even think to really check on her instantly. He's like, oh, damn, that's her. Let's go. Let's go. You know? Well, dude, every, every other freaking movie, the, the girls are fine. Right. Excuse me. I am like destroying an olive right now. They're delicious olives. They are, dude. These, you did a great job on these martinis, by the way. Mm, yeah, man. Very good. I'm going to take another sip. Mm. I feel very refined drinking out of a martini glass. 
I, mean, I love the uh, the fact that Money Penny covers for Bond, though. No, she covers for everybody. She she even covers for who, who's who's the boss? Him. Yeah. He's like, oh, what would I do without you, Money Penny? Now, now, when he said that to her over the um, over the talk box, was yeah. he meaning "Thank God you got James Bond out of here for two weeks," or "Thank God you you didn't you know, allow him to quit"? Yeah, you didn't let our best agent walk out of uh, her magic. Because I, I thought Service, it could also bro. be like uh, taken. You know, like fuck! Thank God he's out of here for a while. He's out of my hair. I like I like that it lets you know that he was listening to that fucking conversation. Oh yeah, I like that. Yeah, That's totally. Nice. But also, I think that the title is a little misleading because it's on Her Majesty's Secret Service. But actually, the entire movie, he's actually going rogue. He's not on a mission. No, he just he, goes rogue at the end. No, he he goes rogue. He, he's he's on vacation. He leaves for two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, but that, he's he's that's the dating. bulk of the movie. Okay, during that time period, he's just dating, right? Um, Tracy, or trying to, just so he can get um, info where Blofeld is from her dad. No, I'm not and saying then, I'm not saying that then, he's not on the job. And then I'm once just saying he he's not info, so, he's not like M isn't t- putting him out there on the job. Well, yeah, but once he gets that info, he he goes right back and he's he's on the job. Yeah, when he goes undercover, that's with MI6. They know, they've assigned him on that. But you're right, he does go totally rogue and uh, gets some helicopters, breaks a bunch <laughs> of international laws, uh, destroys a compound in the uh, Switzerland uh, Alps. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. Definitely a lot of fucking uh, Geneva codes and, uh, yeah. Does it seem like M is a little hard on James in this one? Like he's kind of a dick? Is, he, is that his character well, always? Well, yeah, that is kind of his character. Yeah, Doesn't he Judy always take that, that over eventually? M? Yeah, she comes in uh, with Pierce in, um, what was his first one? Goldeneye. She's still doing it now? No. No, she died in... She dead? Oh, bro. Have you not seen Skyfall? No. Oh, I'm not going to say anything. Apparently she dies. Yeah, she does die. Okay, well, well, here's the deal. Uh, I, 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 I've seen a lot of the James Bond movies, but uh, I'm kind of like, I, I've been telling myself that I want to go back to the beginning and watch. Uh, and, and this is kind of, uh, you know, jump-started that for me. So I think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to buy the full Blu-ray set. I'm sure it's $300, but I'm going to do no, it. No, they're pretty reasonable right now. They're about 100 bucks, but... That's worth it, because there's yeah. like 30 right? Uh, 24 Yeah, there's like 30 right? <laughs> Might as well be. Fuck. 25's getting ready to come out. I heard... Uh, is that Daniel Craig as well? Yeah, Daniel Craig's nice. coming back for Bond 25 and Leah Sadu, who was the Bond girl um, on the last one, Spectre. She's coming back. We're having a Bond girl return. Does that never happen? Uh, can Basinger never, Basinger never come back? Uh, that's not a. That's not an Eon Bond film. What? Yeah, the one Kim Basinger. Eon. Did. That's what the thing I was trying to ask you earlier. What's uh, what is Eon? Explain that to me. Eon's the production company. That's okay. Uh, cool. That's what I was saying. Who, who Broccoli does this? and Schwartzman. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So who did that's that them. one? Who who did the one with Kim Basinger? Okay, so that's actually a remake of Thunderball, which is the fourth film with Sean Connery. Right. When Ian Fleming was writing that, he was writing it with a partner. And I forget 100% the details um, about that, but he was he was writing it with a guy, and they didn't 100% finish it. And he went off, and he wrote the book by himself. And when he released it and they sold the screenplay, he sued Ian Fleming, and he won – and another studio bought the rights, and they had the rights to make Thunderball. Okay. And they could use the James Bond character, but there were certain elements that were made for, like, the Eon f- films that they couldn't use. So really the only thing that was returning 
or the only thing that's related to the series is that Sean Connery, they paid Sean Connery a crap load of money to come and, and make that film. But it's so, not in series with any of the other Bond canon. movies. It's actually, yeah, it's a remake of a movie that Sean Connery was already in. So there's a Thunderball that's canon. Yes. And then there's another Thunderball. It's called Never Say Never Again. Okay. The remake. Interesting. That has the same plot line? Yeah. That's really weird. That new, yeah, they, they, I know I've seen, nuke. I've seen that one. Yeah. Uh, but I don't, I don't really remember much about it, but that's crazy. That's crazy that they would do that. Yeah. The guy that directed, uh, Empire Strikes Back. Uh, um, um Ivan, Ivan Schwartzman or Ivan, um, Kushner. Ivan Kushner. Yeah. Yeah. He directed it. Yeah. That's interesting. Crazy stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not the first time. They also did, uh, Casino Royale. That actually has Woody Allen and the, uh, that David, uh, who plays Bond in that? Nevin. David Nevin from uh, Pink Panther, I think. Hmm. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Well, it's kind of a comedy. I've only seen it once. I've only seen it once. Alternate universe stuff. Yeah. Like, like this new Batman movie. So, yeah, it's when, it's when, you know, a couple times the rights got out of the uh, Eon production out of their control. Oh, that's cool. Uh, but everything else in, is, you know, canon and part of a series. Not canon films, but canon as in, like, you know, story. <laughs> yes. Correct. Not as in canon films. <laughs> did canon have a, a James Bond ripoff like they did um, Indiana uh, Jones? Man, no. Did I, Van Damme I, do a, a James Bond? I can't think of one. They should have. Yeah, I'm sure I, I'm sure there was. There, there must have been something. They must have had some kind of spy. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that was even too highbrow for, in, in the 80s. It was um, like, no, we can't do that. On Netflix right now, there's like a, um, it's like inside Her Majesty's Secret, Secret Service. There's like a documentary. It's like it's like an hour, forty five minute thing, where they go inside MI6, like now, and they they show you the real like some people who were actual spies, and they kind of talk about it. Really, I fell asleep watching it last night because um, uh, I I watched the movie, and then I was like you know flipping through, and it just so happened to pop up in my in my like you know you might like, and I was like that's weird. I was watching that on Amazon, but then you're now you're giving me MI6 stuff on it on Netflix. The Google's after me. But anyways, yeah. So I think I think it's like in, inside Her Majesty's Secret Service or something like that, uh, or inside you know. Some, it looked that up on um, on the Netflix, and there's a cool little thing. It actually takes you into the modern look at you know the Secret Service over there. Really the six. Yeah, they just had a, a spy not too long ago uh, poisoned by some Russian. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, I let's say it's not too long ago. I guess it's been several several months now. But yeah. And if you're listening to this podcast, probably years later. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, yeah, they, they did have some problems not too terribly long ago. Wow. Yeah, they put some sanctions on Russia. It's, it's like the 80s, bro. Yeah, They're man. all coming back. Russia's the bad guy again. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking commies. Man. Oh, I've been waiting to bring that out of the closet. I've been holding on to that oh, one since Red like, Dawn. I feel like something's coming off my shoulders right now. <laughs> Finally, all those Red Dawn quotes are paying off, baby. Go Wolverines! Have you uh, have you guys done Red Dawn yet? Uh, no, we haven't. Well, good, we should do that at some point. Yeah, we should. You know, when Trump goes to uh, jail for uh, Russian collusion, we'll do it then. Hmm. How about that? Um, so <laughs> in other news, in, a, in other news, uh, so I was wondering why we chose this. Uh, for our holiday thing, because and because there's only one little thing. It's like they, vaguely they, they, at Christmas. They man. they get gifts at one point. Yeah, all, all the hypnotized girls get gifts, and they mention it's Santa and Christmas. then right after that, uh, I think it's right. So they're all leaving. Uh, they've all been hypnotized, and they're given their atomizers with the poison and a compact that's used as a you know a, a walkie-talkie, and they're leaving that like 
banquet room or whatever. Yeah. And then I think James attacks somebody and he says, Merry Christmas. He says the line. And so he I says was something about gift wrapping him too. Oh like. yeah. He's, he's like, at least it was a good gift wrap or something. But, um, I was thinking that's why Brian chose this movie is because James Bond says Merry Christmas once. <laughs> no, uh, the town when he finally escapes, um, when they're all like, uh, ice skating, ice skating. Yeah. Well, here's the, the deal. My, there's here, Christmas lights there. Right, it takes place in Switzerland. Hello, the snow, dude. All the sleds. It's I, got. It, it feels Christmas like this movie iconography like, all over the place. I get place. that, and I think the only reason that's because is because it seems like all right. It's like a little Santa town just jizzed all over the fucking Swiss no, Alps, bro. They're they're like, okay, this is this is Bond six. We need to do Bond in the snow, holiday themed Bond. All right, cool. And they do they do every single fucking thing. There's curling, there's bobsledding. There's fucking uh, skiing. There's a lot of skiing. There's uh, ice skating. Hold on. There's racing on ice. Oh, dude. That's badass. Fucking ice derby. It it just seems like they did so much on the ice. The only thing they didn't really do is like, fuck, I don't know. What what didn't they do that's like that's snow related besides have a fucking snowball fight? Okay, so you're telling me like this is a really badass like it's crazy for how the Winter Olympics. Okay, but, uh, okay, explain that to me. Why were the why were the guys wearing like jumpsuits with the Olympic logo on it? Was that the Olympic? I thought that was the uh... no. It's, it's 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 the rings all together. The three across the top, two in the middle. Uh, it's when they're wearing the orange jumpsuits. Yeah, uh, I know. Yeah. Like, oh, all and the, they have, yeah, they all have the guys the, leaving the evil villain. They have the Olympic. Like, I guess that's why they can all ski so damn well because they're fucking Olympic athletes. Is that what it was? I thought it was. It's uh, the Olympic logo. I, I paused it and looked at it. I was like, "Wow, it's really weird." They had the Olympic logo. Oh, really? Okay. I thought it was the coat of. I thought it was a uh, Blofeld's coat of arms. Because if you look in the reception area, like they have like a evil reception area. Well, it's, well, it's not evil. It, okay, the whole evil layer is like a guy's like they're trying to cure uh, patients from their allergies and stuff. So, yeah, man. You know they're trying to they're trying to treat them. But the front of the um, uh, reception area, because like Blofeld's so obsessed with like proving his family lineage and his coat of arms is like okay, well, right. That, that's above. not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that's the, not what they had. No, the, some of the guys are walking around and they have the Olympic rings on their really? fucking on their on their orange jumpsuits. Fuck, dude, I, are you? T- I'm I've, not making I've it up. I've seen this movie probably about thirty times. No I've way. Never seen that. Yeah. Okay. Well, the version I was watching, they have these. They have the Olympic logo. Well, you know uh, those crazy shots that you were talking about where they're you know skiing. Yeah. The guy that shot that because you know he was holding the camera. He was skiing backwards with them you know because he was shooting uh he's he was an olympic um i think he was an olympic medalist or an olympic coach so because you just think about i I could see the size of the cameras back then massive fucking film cameras oh they built some special box for it they had to man i would love to see some behind the scenes stuff on this to see how they did some of this yeah like wow man dude they dangled a motherfucker uh they had a camera op literally hanging on a parachute harness hanging from a helicopter for what? Uh, just uh, the aerial shots. That's how they did that. They didn't shoot out of the. They didn't, ha- dude. They didn't have like a uh, remote gimbals and shit. They just they didn't like, have remote heads and stuff. They just hung a motherfucker out the out the air. Wow. No, no, he wasn't hanging out. They built like okay, so the bottom of the hell of uh, the helicopter had this. Uh, I don't know. It's like a big hula hoop that was. Eh, it's about. The, I guess it would be about the size of the helicopter blades themselves in terms of uh, radius, and it was under the helicopter. And then from that, it was kind of in a cone shape of wires 
that would come down and attach to this guy in a in a parachute harness. That is fucking insane. And he was holding a camera, and that way he could shoot like 360 because he didn't know like exactly where the helicopter was going to go. Because the problem was is that the snow was not packed down; it wasn't ice. So when they would fly the helicopter too low, it would blow all this snow into the shot. Right. So that's why they had to suspend the guy lower. That is insane. Right. That's, that guy is a badass. And you got a lot of money. I bet. Right? Like, they, they built the rig the stories that fucker this. told at the pubs later. He's like, you would not believe what the fuck they got me doing. I'm getting fucking hazard pay. <laughs> there is one scene in this movie that is super fucking crazy and gory, and I can't believe they did it. They run a motherfucker through a damn snow plow, and he gets sucked up into it. Right. Oh yeah. Well, it, it's kind of like a wood chipper, but for snow. Yeah, that's why I wrote down in my notes like, oh, ice chipper, ice chipper, dude. And it, and <laughs> they, 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 it blows. It blows an arcing rope of like snow and and like yeah. people <laughs> and guts and shit. Oh, he's like, huh, he was full of guts, wasn't he? Or something like. What's the, what's the line he says? <laughs> yeah, right it was something like those lines. <laughs> but the thing is that they they he like they, they 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 jump the the, the trench and they go underneath. The rainbow of blood and sinew, yeah, and snow. Well, That's Bond so, does it. They, they, that you was know, so they're, badass. Okay. They're they're clean. That was super fucking cool, man. You're you're right about the chunks though. For ni- yeah. for nineteen sixty nine, that was pretty hardcore, man. Yeah, like it starts it starts blowing. I was like, whoa! This is not too far away from Psycho, which was black and white. And it, think about that. It was pretty crazy, uh, you know. <laughs> Dude, we were talking about uh, the mat shots. There is one really cool match shot. I didn't realize was a match shot until I was listening to the audio commentary. You know the purple casino room where he follows Tracy? There is a shot where he walks into his hotel and he goes out to the balcony and you see the pool. Yeah, and then the, and then and then it kind of trans it, it like dissolves and then the word casino shows up in the pool. Yeah. Like it's yeah. um like, like it's, it's a reflection. reflection from yeah, from a building across yeah. the street or something. Yep. That was a a, a composite shot. Yeah, I can believe that. Really, I did. Yeah. I did not notice that. That the way the the pool ripple happens, and I mean, it, it, it's it's a really big ripple. And watching it like after he's, right. the minute after Peter Hunt said that on the commentary, I was like, oh no, fuck it, no duh, I'm yeah, an idiot. It's it, it, it stands out in my in my in my head. Like I said, I've only seen it once, and that actually like that's a really cool way to get into the into the you know the casino. And it shows time time passing. Yeah, people. And then, oh, look, there's casino, and next thing you know, we're in the casino. Yeah, I, th- I just thought that was uh, that, that was probably my favorite composite in the entire fucking movie, bro. That was I, it, yeah, it was, it was really tight. I was impressed. Usually, you don't pull the wool over my eyes. 1969, that's impressive. I was really impressed with how the movie looks. I think it, it's it's shot really well. It's, yeah. it's it's edited pretty well. There's some weird cut-ins that they do, and like uh, matching. There's like a scene where. Bond is sitting on like a couch, I think, and he's talking to uh, would-be wife's dad, and the coverage doesn't really cut that great. Like the, it's different. You can tell they're cutting between different takes. Oh, where they're giving that huge information. Down. Yeah, yeah, all that, all that, all that uh, exposition stuff. That he's walking back and forth to that fireplace, and it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. He goes over and, 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 and yeah, you're right. I was like, this seems, seems very forced. He's like, oh, I gotta go over here and light this thing so I can light my my cigar or my, my pipe or whatever I'm smoking and all that. Yeah, the director said that in the commentary. He's like, man, I just I just needed the actors to do something. Yeah, okay, that's, like, that makes me feel better because I was like, why are they? I, it stood out to me, but um, yeah, yeah there, there's some weird editing there. 
But when they get into action stuff, it just really takes off, man. Like, I think as long as Lazenby doesn't, like, have to talk too much, I think it works pretty well. I have no problem seeing seeing him as Bond. I like him. I really like Lazenby in the, uh, the action stuff. That's where he really, really sells it for me. He's being dubbed, so I don't really, I don't even know how to grade his performance because it's not really his full performance. But Is he being dubbed all the time? Well, when he's, he, no, not all the time, just when he's putting on the accent, but the midsection of the movie, when he's going through and seducing all the girls, you know, because all these patients. He that, didn't really have to seduce them, man. They were coming after him. Well, yeah, okay, but Blofeld's got all these women that are locked up. They're isolated. They can't leave their rooms. For some reason, they're all women. I don't know. I guess. It's because. No, James, there's no James reason Bond. for it. Yeah, I guess yeah. it's just James Bond. I guess because Blofeld wanted to be like, because he even says it later in the movie, they're, like, they're my angels of death. I worked in a movie one time uh, where the uh, the director hired, and I showed up. It was me, him, a guy that I brought, and the rest of the crew were all women. And I'm like, this motherfucker's trying to fuck these girls. So it's probably the same thing with Blofeld. <laughs> you saw how he was with, uh, what's, what's the girl's name? Uh, Linda? No, um, Bond's wife. Tracy. Tracy. Like, like the scene where she's like sitting on the couch next to him and he's like trying to kiss on her and stuff. He's like, oh, are you not happy here? And he tries to like kiss her. Oh, she, oh, and, oh and yeah, she, yeah, okay. Wait, that's at the end. And, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she turns him down. And, yeah. and, 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 he, and he's like, what, are you not happy? Are you not happy here? So I'm, just, I'm just saying, he, he has motivations to, to you know, he, I think he's, he's trying to get with some of these girls as well. And that's why he's got all these women around. Don't you think so? So you think not only is he like brainwashing them to release this this sterilizing virus, but yeah, like, man, to get his rocks off. It's 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 the next evolution of date rape. He's taking it. Who to loves the... you, baby? <laughs> <laughs> and they're all dressing sexy and stuff, and they're all horny because they're all trapped up in some weird rooms that you got to be open from the outside. I do like uh, George Lindsay's awesome kilt. <laughs> Man, when he's going I think he rocks the kilt. The I, th- I think they're trying to make a joke there because he's supposed to be playing a gay guy and he's coming in in a kilt. But I think he's rocking the kilt. Oh, oh, you think? Oh, you think that's a UK Scottish thing? Yeah. They, oh, oh, they're throwing well, a little funny, bit of shade. What's well, funny when, 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 when he takes it off? She's like, "Oh, it is true." That means that they don't wear underwear under it. That that was the joke she was making. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I never got that. Oh, really? No, that's yeah. what she's talking about because you because know, when you you're not supposed to wear underwear under it. And so when he takes it down, she goes, oh, so the, you know, so it is true or whatever she says there. But yeah, it's basically because you don't wear underwear under your kilt. So he basically just, as soon as he took that kilt down, his dick was in her face. <laughs> Literally dying. What were you going to say? I don't know. I just said her, his dick was in her face. <laughs> I thought you were going to follow it up. Oh, no, that was it. I was done. Like like in Braveheart when they're all like bending over and showing their asses. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I don't know a lot about Scottish culture. <laughs> I'm getting you a kilt for Christmas. No, please don't. And if I do, can I can I wear underwear? I don't know. The movie is it's a, it's pretty much a relationship story. He he goes in um finally meets Blofeld, goes in undercover movie. And then of course he gets exposed because uh, you know he's, yeah. he's he's supposed to be gay. But he, he can't he can't contain himself because he walks in and there's like you know fifteen like hot women that are just like horny as fuck and he's like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> and that's how he gets found out I like that it's yeah, a very no, that's Bond good. way yeah I dig that all right so then Blofeld gets him he escapes he escapes the lair now these are good 
action moments. What did you think about the cable car getaway? When he's out there dangling on the rope. I kind of like that because he's like hanging over like a Star Wars precipice. You know, like like a, just an infinite abyss, apparently. I liked all of that. I liked all of that, too. I think that's very James Bond. Yeah. It felt it felt very Bondy to me and also a little comic booky. Yeah. You know, I was like, I love this. The shots are all good. I like yeah. um, the, the music. I mean, we really haven't uh, brought the music up, but this is one of my favorite um, Bond scores. Uh, John Barry. I don't know. It's got a nice synth feel to it. Yeah. I don't really know. I'm not a musician. I don't know what that instrument is to Which get part? that sound. Well, just even the Bond theme that he plays in it. it it's well, some gotta, of his guitar. Because at, at the end, uh, when, the, when the helicopter's flying in, they jump. Oh, They drop the guitar part in there. Yeah, that, well, that's the um, the actual. That's not from John Barry. That's. Uh, what is it? Not Monty Newman? Oh, man, I don't know. Yeah. Know he did that from Dr. Doctor no. Although, I, I don't know. There may have been a lawsuit with that, and John Barry may have done it as well. I don't know. Hmm. There's a lot of uh, lawsuits in, uh, in Bond history. Well. But get the first good ski chase. Is that the one where he goes one ski? Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> I loved that. Yeah, that's so badass. And I love the uh, the cliff when he um, he gets down to the end and he throws that one dude off the edge of the cliff. Oh, and dude, that that shot of him falling, I'm like, oh my god, how the fuck do they do that? Simple mat work stuff. I really? Mean, yeah, that's all that stuff is. And dude, wow, that they stuff did a looks really, really good, good job. job. They did a really, really good job with that guy falling. I was like, wow, this looks really good. Yeah, dude. Even when they go up to the edge, the perspective's not right. Really, well, 100% yeah. And with the also, it, it, when they cut really wide, it doesn't really match with what the close up looks like as far as the ground on the yeah. edge. So there's some fucked up shit there, but like it plays. Dude, it does. Yeah, it really does. It looks really, really sexy. I, I do think it is a little coincidental that. You know, his girl just happens to show up like, oh, I was thinking of you. You know, Papa told me where you were. Just a little Portuguese girl coming to get my man thing. Right. It's really weird how he's ready to, like, settle down and, like, <laughs> marry her. But he's, like, fucking this whole, like, wild know, harem right? of women. Yeah, like, two, like, literally in the movie, <laughs> the night before, yeah. he has had sex with two other women. Two at women least, in least, the same night. At least that we've seen. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and then the next night, no, in the and movie, he sets it up for three. He says, "Show, show, show up, at, show up at eight. Oh yeah, well, you show up at nine. Well, <laughs> that's why 10. he has to escape, dude. Because he was like, he had set up like four or five, and he was just planning to like, I'm gonna go to each one, and I'm gonna sleep with them just so I can fucking find out their name. Like, if you like or love this other girl, right? If you're if you're really obsessed with Tracy, dude, you don't need to like fucking bet all these girls just to get their damn name. He's a slut." Queen and country, man. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> I like how they, they they cut to the queen every now and then. In this <laughs> <laughs> there's always a painting of the queen up. Yeah, there's even a good uh, moment in his office where he uh, raises his glass to a picture of the queen. Yeah. He's got a reflection in there. I always like that. Yeah, I don't know if you got. Did you get it when um, he's in his office in that moment where he, the, with the reflection shot of the queen? He's going through all this stuff in his desk. All those props are yeah, from the other from movies. Previous movies, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. We pull like the the watch with the like the piano wire in it. Yeah, to check people out. Yeah, from, it's super fucking cool. That was from Russia with Love. I think uh, Robert Shaw had that. What did you think of the um, the Mustang chase? Usually we have Aston Martins in Bond films. Bond had an Aston Martin. Really didn't get a didn't get a lot of use. This is at the Mustang, kind of the show car in this. Is that when um, on the mini track? Where all the minis are racing on ice. Yeah, 
And he ends up on there. Yeah, he ends up meeting yeah. her, and they, 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 I don't know. I guess they're just looking for a, a post office or a telephone so he can. Yeah, it's tell funny. He's, 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 like, he's like, go to the post Roosevelt office. Spot. Apparently, uh, post offices have phone booths, which is interesting. He's like, you gotta find me a post office. I need to call London. And he shows up, and there's like two phone booths. Instantly, instantly gets like shot out of there. It's Europe, bro. Yeah, it's Europe in the '60s. What are you gonna do? Well, just like when you're playing Red Dead uh, Redemption Two, you got to go to the post office to pay off your bounties. So, post office was a big deal back then. Little, little, little bit, little bit, a uh, little bit of a uh, time span between uh, Red Dead and the. Uh, well, I know. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> post offices have always been important. But these days, you don't have to use the post office. You can go to stamps.com. Go to stamps.com, put, uh, <laughs> use the, uh, the promo code slash movie crew, and you can get 10% off your first order. You can even get a free digital scale. <laughs> what are you talking about, Jared? I'm sorry, we don't have ads. <laughs> Jared's like, well, you know, I just, I just want to keep it consistent for the listeners. They're listening to those other shows. We just throw one in. All, all the chase stuff was really cool. It, 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 they had multiple chases. You got the. Uh, you got the uh, ski chase, you got the car chase, you got the bobsled chase, you got the fucking uh, helicopter shit going on. It's amazing. Yeah, no, it's, I, it's it's a really fun movie. I'm super surprised with how well this is shot, especially it being 1969. I, I didn't yeah. really think that they were making movies like that complicated back then. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot to learn. We all do, brother. We all do. Baby steps. Baby mm. steps. I, I love how each each chase sequence does build, and we finally get to the helicopter raid on Blofeld. Just leading us there, though, I, I like how Bond's escape, which you have a whole hour left in the movie. Which is crazy. And it's really just all action. He's escaping the compound. He meet, meets Tracy. He's getting shot at. They go into a, a car chase. Oh, well, we're going to have a, st- a small little romantic moment in a barn. And then straight into Blofeld's found, yeah, found they, him again. They show up on skis. <laughs> avalanche. Right. Like, get the girl. Oh, I forgot about the avalanche chase. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. I mean, this is all that's happening in this movie. He gets the girl, and then helicopter attack, and then finally we get the goddamn Bond theme just, like, played in full. Well, not only played in full, they play it, like, twice, back to back. Because they're like, okay, it ran out. Let's play it again. Because <laughs> it's so great. And, uh, like, just, man, I, I love George Lindsby. Lindsby. Uh, whatever his name is. I like him just jumping out on that ice with that fucking machine gun. Oh, as yeah. He's what a out. badass. Yeah. Dude, it looks so good. I like seeing him running around with a machine gun. Even when he was like chasing, uh, chasing dude through his lair with a machine gun, he's just like for shooting from the hip. Yeah. What a badass, dude! It yeah. is great. I, I had like images of Goldeneye. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah, you usually don't see uh, Bond with a machine gun that much. No, you, know? you yeah. just usually see him with his uh, Walter PPK, and that's kind of it. Maybe a silencer on it, but that's it. I don't know. If, like they, they say things that are titles of other Bond movies, and I don't know if they were before this one. I don't know the names of all the ones before this. They say, they say the world is not enough. Oh, that's his coat of arms. Uh, license to kill. Um, you know, all, all these like little like things that, uh, Spectre, they, they, they say all these things. Oh, okay, so like after Octopussy, they, they ran out of titles for Bond movies. Right. Yeah. So they've done, they done all the novels at that point. Right. So they were just pulling things. So the world is not enough. It's just the Bond Kodo. Um, Skyfall, is where Bond grew up. Goldeneye, that's actually where um, Ian Fleming used to uh, write during the summer. Hmm. That's just well, what I know, he called I know his that, I know house. That, 
this was the first one that was written since the movies were being made. Yeah. Like, like I said, this, this one was knowing that, you know, what was happening. So it was kind of influenced by the films. Yeah, he was writing it while Dr. No was shooting. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. That's badass. I think Live and Let Die was the next novel after that. Really? Yeah, don't quote me on that. Good song. It's a good movie. Is it? Yeah. I like Roger Moore. I think I've seen that one, too. It's a shame he passed away. Happens to us all. Um, That's our first bond we lost, though, man. Really? That stinks. Yeah. yeah Sean true. Connery's still alive. Well, well there, was some, there was a bond, the Jimmy Bond before, who did a movie before Sean Connery. Like, the Bond movies to me are the Ian, the Ian, <laughs> the Ian produced movies. That's the, those are the Bond films. Right. Nothing else is Bond. I mean, it's just, it's, that's the timeline. It's nothing else. So when are we going to have a Bond marathon where we watch all of them in a, in a row? How long would that take us? Like a couple days? Ooh. Two, three days? Each one's a solid two hours. This is a longer Bond movie. This was the longest one when it came out. Yeah, it's um, almost two and a half hours. Yeah, and I don't think it was passed until um, one of the one of the Daniel Craig movies. Wow. Yeah, I think it was like a Casino Royale, and then Skyfall were, were longer. But yeah, they're they're usually pretty short. I mean, they keep they keep the formula. They usually hit an hour and fifty five minutes, an hour fifty to two hours, and you know seven two hours ten minutes. We should watch all of them and live stream it. Us watching it. Just put a camera on us watching it. <laughs> you know, kind of how like uh, Shia LaBeouf did watching all of his movies. So like every time the Bond girls pop on screen, our eyebrows <laughs> raise up and our eyes get really big. And then when they leave, they, they just like we'll just run time down. code at the bottom to where we are. So people can kind of watch along because we can't really show the screen. And what we'll do is we'll watch one. We'll talk about it like, hey, we're about to watch the first one. What, what we're expecting, we'll watch it, right? And then we'll talk about, oh, man, that was really great. I love this. Let's start the next one. And by the time we get to, like, 18, Bond 18, we'll be, like, fucking zombied out. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you, 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 you talking about straight? Yeah. Like, Non-stop. straight? Wait, I don't, dude, no, wait, no. Yeah. I don't think it, no. That's not possible. Yes, it is. No. What do you mean it's not possible? I, no, I can't do that. Why, why not? We can block off a few days and just do it. I don't think I can stay away for t- two whole days anymore, bro. I just I just don't think I have it do in it me. Do it for the podcast. Do it for the listeners. 48 hours? You think we can do it in 48 hours? No. <laughs> Bathroom breaks, food, you know, stuff like no, that. No, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, No, it'd probably be like 50-something. 54. We can do it in three days. I, I just don't think I can stay awake for that long. <laughs> I mean, I mean, so much coffee. Oh my god! You just so leave on the credits. <laughs> <laughs> All of our alarms go off, <laughs> and they go back off. Oh, okay. <laughs> All the first ones are just totally shit because the end credits only last like 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 half a minute. Right? And you're like, God damn it! Thirty second credits? What the fuck is this shit? <laughs> I'm looking for Lord of the Rings 3 credits. <laughs> Let that shit run for an hour. <laughs> Where's the rigging gaffer and the accountant? I want to see those credits, man. Where's the motherfucker that farted on this shit? Come on. Here's the guy that uh, did the craft services. Here's the janitor and his service staff. <laughs> man, I think it's time to rate this uh, bitch. I, you know what? I'm going to go first. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rate this 8.5. Oh, nice. Yeah, I really like this. Yeah, this all works for me. Uh, I don't know if uh, we really talked about um, what you thought about the end. Um, Man, I thought it was really kind of like 
fucked up. It felt like it felt like they were totally leaving it open for another one. I mean, do you do you want to see something else? Like, you, yeah. you want to see another one? I mean, that story continue. Well, yeah, totally. I mean, like you imagine, like you know, he he got he hung it up, man. He he, he hung up his uh he hung up his golden dick and and was like you know gonna gonna settle down with with the wife and he didn't even get the chance to have the honeymoon. He does have four sets of uh, golden balls on his uh, coat of arms. Yes, he does. That's true. Yeah. I, I want to see him going full on revenge mode. Yeah, you know? I, I, w- I want you to see uh, Diamonds Are Forever just to, just to, just so you can see like, you know, what they did. But after seeing this film and watching it a couple times, you watch Diamonds Are Forever, it makes you hate that film a little bit. Really? Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't carry that thing through. I would like to see what you uh what you think of that is what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah. I'll watch it and let you know. Yeah, yeah, we should do that. But uh, this movie, um no, man, I I like this movie a lot. I'm George uh, Lazenby, Lazenby, whatever his name is. Mr. Labies. <sighs> you know, he's probably my least favorite Bond, I'll be honest. But I, st- I mean, I still think he's good in this. Uh, the physicality works. Yeah, I love the sets. I love, like, there's just the 60s lighting, the way it looks. The money is on screen. Um, some of the composites do hold it back. But, like we were talking about, man, like, Fucking painting shit, squeeze. Oh and man, then that's stretching amazing. Stretching it out, yeah, dude. Holy shit! Like later, like, like just d- imagine, like you know, just like okay, I have this this artwork, and you know, just I'm gonna paint it though smaller, right, and different proportions, and I know when you stretch it out later, this is how it's gonna look. That kind of breaks my mind. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, um, it's a lost art. Love the music. John Barry did an amazing score here. I got nothing but great things to say about the movie. Little scripting issues here and there and some dating things, but that's it, bro. I mean, I really I like it. I, I agree. I give it an eight. I think it's a really fun movie. I think it's really pretty. I think it captures James Bond, the feeling of James Bond. It, it, I mean, I feel like it's maybe a little bit too long. I think, I think it feels like it drags a little bit in places, but that's just... It's just an older movie, man. I, I think I think it like for for its time. Holy fuck, man! This is really innovative and it's fun. And uh, yeah, man, this this is definitely on the watch list. You need to watch this one. I agree. The cat agrees too. The cat always agrees. <laughs> well, she always says the same thing. You know, I was uh, really tempted to call my first cat Pussy Galore <laughs> after the Bond girl and uh, Goldfinger. All right, guys, on that note, I think that's going to do it for us. You've been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. If you guys want to get in touch with us, you can do so by sending us an email to themoviecrew at gmail.com. That's themoviecrew, crew spelled C-R-E-W-E. That's right, extra E at the end of the word crew at gmail.com. You guys can leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcast, Overcast, Spotify, and tuned in, Google Play, uh, Stitcher? Stitcher? Yeah. I think I, I... Did I get them all? I think so. I think I did. Uh, we got all these new places now. So or you can go to our website and just download it. <laughs> <laughs> or you can do that. <laughs> but we got a whole bunch of new uh, places for you guys to check uh, our podcast out. Go give us reviews, please. And, and, and five-star ratings. We appreciate that. And you guys can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Movie Crew Pod. Jared, where can our audience follow you, sir? You can find me on the Twitter at Jared B. Callen, on the Instagram at Check the Gate. 
Hit me up on the PlayStation Network at Jared B. Callen. Let's play some Red Dead Online. Or, hey, what's that game you and I have played? What's the um, uh, Friday the 13th? Friday the 13th, the game? Yeah, it makes me a little nauseous every now and then, but like I'm, I'm down. What do you mean it makes you nauseous? I don't know. Like like the I get a little like motion sickness. You get a little scared? Yeah. You get so scared and you're like, oh my God, I don't know I do like how your characters get scared. So it makes it kind of difficult. And the faces they make. Oh, oh shit. What the fuck, man? He's coming, man. Uh, all right. Uh, guys, like always, we're going to close out with a little bit of the soundtrack. We're going to play uh, two tracks. We're going to play the main theme from composer John Barry, uh, Honor Majesty's Secret Service. And uh, you know what? We'll, we'll also play the... Um, the main song as well. Uh, we have All the Time in the World by Mr. Louis Armstrong. Or Louis Armstrong? Louis. Louis. I, you know, I'm not, his, I'm not his best friend. I, You know, I don't feel comfortable with that, you know? Louis Armstrong? Hey, it's Louis. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, yeah. Enjoy. <laughs> Diamond of life 